I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac! You can, you can, you can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org/playlists/wa. Look who it is. It's Sam, our Wake and Bake morning music computer. Let's turn him on. Hello, Clay Pigeon. Oh, Sam, you you look so nice today. Thank you. Wow, your chassis, it's really gleaming. Did the cleaning crew use a little fantastic on you? Formula Did they, 409. They used the 409 on you. You look great, Sam. I do. Oh, you really do. And just in time for marathon. I want to look my best when all the volunteers see me. Oh, they're going to want to take pictures with you. They're going to want your autograph, Sam. Do you think so? Yeah. Play. Oh, sure, Sam. The glisteners love you. They do? They really do, Sam. Uh-oh. Oh, you're dropping pellets, Sam. I am sorry. Are are you okay? Yes. Good. I am just nervous. I understand, Sam. I am too. Marathon's a big deal. I am afraid. Don't be afraid, Sam. I cannot sleep. Oh, you can't sleep? I cannot consume Uh my rudimentary pastes. Yeah, you gotta have your rudimentary pastes, Sam, or you'll get weak. Feed me. Okay, Sam. Where do I put the pastes in you? Intake Intake. orifice B. Intake orifice B. There there it is. What flavor of paste do you want, Sam? I got raspberry here. I got banana. Rutabaga. Oh, you want the rutabaga? Yes. Let me see if we have one here. Oh, here's one, Sam. Feed me. Okay, Sam. Here we go. Uh, Intake. Intake. Orifice B. Intake orifice B. Okay, here we go. Injecting now, Sam. Here we go. Delicious. Delicious. You like that rutabaga, don't you? Doesn't everyone? Well, I don't really like rutabaga, Sam. Yes. I don't like it. But your tastes, as with music, are not very refined. (laughs) Come on, Sam. You mean to tell me that first Star Castle album was... Silence. But I'm talking about... Silence. Star Castle. Clay? Yes, Sam. Please bleed my air release hose. You need me to... Yes. Bleed your hose? Yes. Rutabaga gas. Oh, you got the rutabaga gas. Yes. Yeah, let's bleed your hose. Here we go. You feel better now, Sam? Yes. It's just the pressure. I I know what you mean, Sam. Sometimes, Clay. Yeah. I feel as if I can't take it. Oh, you'll be okay, Sam. You... I can't 
take you, it. You, you could take it, Sam. You'll be a... I am overloading. Sam? I am overloading. Shut down. I am overloading. Shut him down? I am overloading. Shut down immediately. I had to shut Sam down. He was overloading. Let's reboot him and turn him on again. Make sure he's okay. Hello, Clay. Pigeon. Hi, Sam. Can you play us a song? Affirmative. Good, Sam. I will play a song. Guaranteed to thrill the glisteners. Oh, and the glisteners do need to be thrilled, Sam. Consider them thrilled. Gentlemen, I'm Graham Nordby. I'm former NASCAR champion Bob Dudley. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Graham. Well, it should be an exciting day of racing here at Wolf River Speedway in Leftwood, New Jersey. It's time for Monday morning races. Right, Bob. Let's go into the pit area now and meet our drivers. Car number one out of Flemington, New Jersey. Meet Clancy O'Reardon. I'm Clancy O'Reardon from Flemington. How you doing, Clancy? <laughs> I'm going to win. Okay. In the number two car, Bub, from Jersey City, let's meet Lloyd Pike. I'm Lloyd Pike. How are you feeling about the track conditions today, Mr. Pike? I think they're optimal, and I think I'm going to win. In the number three car, out of Hoboken, meet our female driver, Rhonda Stark. Hi, Bub. I'm Rhonda Stark. And I'm so pleased to be racing this morning. In our number four car, a fan favorite, Scoot Slidell from Point Pleasant, New Jersey. <laughs> I'm Scoot Slidell. <laughs> well, good luck today, Scoot. Oh, yeah. Well, there you've met all our drivers, and we're just about ready to begin, Bob. This is where we ask the glistener to pick a winner. Will it be in the one car, Clancy O'Reardon? In the number two car, Lloyd Pike. In the number three car, Rhonda Stark. And in the number four car, Scoot Slider. Lock in your choices now, because this race is about to start, Graham. Oh, and there's the green flag. What a tremendous start to the race, Bob. Yeah, Graham, they're pretty much balls of the wall out there. Oh, and look at Rhonda Stark as we enter the first turn. She's in the lead. That woman's got a fast car, Graham. She certainly does, Bob, and right behind is Clancy O'Reilly. <laughs> the Flemington Flash in that one car. <laughs> he is the Flemington Flash, isn't he? Well, look at Lloyd Pike in that two-car. He's having some problems. Summon him on the radio, Bob, immediately. Let's ascertain the problem. Yeah, Lloyd. Boy, this bub here in the pit yeah, bub. looks like you're slowing down out there. What's up? Yeah, damn it, I think I threw a rod. Oh, are you throwing a rod? Yeah, listen to her. Yeah, that's a tough break there, Lloyd. You threw a rod. So the number two car driven by Lloyd Pike yep. is now out of the race, Bob. Yeah, he's done for. Rhonda Stark still in the lead. <laughs> Here she comes by our announcer's booth. Look at it go, Bob. Yes, now we see Scoot Slidell in that number four car in second position. He's passed up the... Fleming and Flash. And here comes Scoot Slidell past our announcer's booth now. He's gone into a skid. Look out, Scoot. 
terrible crash on turn number two. Good Lord. And it looks as if Scoot Slidell is out of the race. Good Lord, Graham, that was awful. And now only two drivers remain, Clancy O'Riordan and Rhonda Stark. And Clancy's closing fast. Here he comes. Yeah, he's really moving there, Graham, but he's got a long way to go to catch Rhonda Stark. I, I don't reckon he can uh, do but wait, it. Bub. Rhonda Stark's pulled off to the side of the track. She's having trouble. Let me get her on the radio. Please, please. Uh, Miss Stark, what's the problem out there? Oh, Bub, I can't get it to start. I, I'm trying, but I... It just won't start. Oh, and now the Flemington Flash will pass her. Glancio Ridden will pass. And he will go on to take the checkered flag. The Flemington Flash. The Flemington Flash, Glancio Ridden, the number one car, our winner today on Monday Morning Races. <laughs> All right. Good morning, Clang listeners. Joe Bjork here with another edition of Almost Famous, our look at the formative years of your favorite rock and rollers. See if you can guess who it is without looking it up on the internet. I may not be able to do it, but I'll try. <laughs> Today, our story begins in Mentor, Ohio, a suburb of Cleveland, in 1963. A group of rock and roll crazed teens about to enter Mentor High School were plotting to start a band when a neighbor returned from visiting relatives in England with wild tales about a group that had thrown the entire country into chaos. <laughs> She brought with her a clutch of 45 from that group, the Beatles, giving our subjects a head start on other bands in the Cleveland area on the next big thing. When the British invasion hit a few months later, the guys got the jump on the competition, already having learned the songs and coming up with a name for their nascent band, The Mods. I don't want to be the same as everybody else. The mods eventually became a sensation in Northeast Ohio, making local TV appearances and getting to open for local heroes like the McCoys and touring acts like Chubby Checker and Bobby Rydell. They eventually signed with local Cleveland label Claridge Records and in 1965 were sent to Chicago to record their debut single. The recording session went off without a hitch, but another band named The Mods had sued and gotten a legal injunction from them using the name. The label also went under, and by the time the record came out in 1966, it was on Canadian American, a New York City-based label, and the band's name had been changed to The Choir. Now, as we listen to the A-side of that single, It's Cold Outside, See if you can guess who our future stars are in the choir. Well, my world used to be sunny, and jokes used to be funny, but now you're gone, and everything's turned all around. Well, my world used to be warm, and then there was a storm, but now you're gone, and everything's turned upside down. All right, that was the choir with their 1966 single, It's Cold Outside. Wind chills on the northern plains dipped to 46 below zero. Aww. The record did well enough that the band was picked up by Roulette Records, who reissued its cold outside and got it to break into the Billboard Hot 100. But while that was happening, the band was in turmoil. 
Two members were caught smoking pot and were forced to quit. They got a new drummer, but wanted to change their sound to a more Zombies influence and started auditioning keyboard players. first audition, a cocky but talented kid from Euclid, Ohio, was rejected due to his attitude. By the time they settled on a new lineup, the momentum from its cold outside had been lost. The three key members quit, but others carried on the choir name for a few more years with no success. In the meantime, that cocky kid who failed his audition formed his own band called Cyrus Erie with the choir's original lead guitarist. If you're keeping score, that band was featured in their own almost famous segment back in 2017. Hint, hint. After one single on Epic, Cyrus Erie also fell apart, and they started adding former members of the choir to form a new project. The lineup was completed in 1970 when Dave Smalley, the lead singer on It's Cold Outside, returned from Vietnam and was looking to resume his music career. So here are former choir members Dave Smalley, Wally Bryson, and Jim Bonfanti, with the guy they once rejected, Eric Carmen, and their more famous guys as the Raspberries, and I Want to Be With You. of a line here with a little bit of luck. I think we might be going across the pond. Are you there, Mor uh, Morph? Yeah, it would be Morphe, not that it matters. Oh, Morphe, okay. Uh, Morphe's fine. Uh, and you're calling from Madrid? I am indeed, even though, only because nobody else was calling. This is a costly call for me, but I, whatever. You, des you deserve it. You but deserve you, it. You, you'd be wrong, because see, what they do is they wait till the very last second as soon as I started the song and admitted failure, the whole phone bank just lit up. You guys all wait uh -huh. till the till the last second. Now you're over there in Spain. I'm reading Hemingway now, and he's always writing about uh, France and Spain. I'm just fascinated with things over there. Are you uh, an American, though, Morphe? Yeah, well, technically, yeah. I was born in Brooklyn. Yeah, I, yeah. I, most of my life I spent in New York. Yeah, but huh. I uh, I carried. I carry a second passport, so I get the privileges of being allowed to live here without too much fascist tassel. Now, does that mean you get the health care, too, over there? I do. Yeah, I have complete health care. That's, that's actually, it's amazing here, actually. Right, and that's just the thing we all envy, you know. But I uh, go back to New York for, for dentistry, because you don't get dentists here. Oh, you don't. Uh, a good dentist here in New York. Now, uh, I'm a retired teacher, so I, get the, I carry my benefits. I still get dentistry for free. What's your hometown? I, I was from Brooklyn. Oh, from Brooklyn. Right, right. You said that. Sorry. Um, uh, That's okay, man. Right Sunset now. Park. Now, what, Sunset do you, Park. what do you do over there? I, uh, I'm a retired teacher, so I collect government money, and I take care of my little seven-year-old accident that he's so lovely. Right, right. Oh, so you got a little seven-year-old. Now, what yes, do you Simone. do? How do you fill your days? You listen to FMU, but what else do you do? Do you, do you fish? Do you do... Uh, There's uh, no uh, river here. There's no ocean. It's, we're dry. This is dry, dusty Madrid. So you just stare in the, the seven-year-old No, no, no. I, I listen to you, and I NPR in the morning or in the evening, whatever, and then I, uh, I ride the bike, read book in the park, um... Hang around. I go to the museums occasionally, not too often. Right. Do you like your life? Or are you happy? Or are you fulfilled? 
Uh, no, with the boy, yes. Although we won't get, you know, if you don't have something good to say, don't say anything at all. My my son is lovely. I'm so happy to have this little thing in my life. He's seven. He's not so little anymore. Right. He and, tells me what to do. And I, maybe this is a dangerous question, but what about the the boy's other parent? Is that uh, what's the story? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's a little yeah. We live in it's like a Woody Allen or Almodovar. We live it. We're 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 at war with each other, and we live in the same building. And she can she her kitchen looks into my her bathroom looks into my kitchen. But you're separated. We're separated. Yeah. And you're well, we live in the same building, so it's good for the boy. But I did that on purpose. Are you fairly hostile, to be honest? No, I'm not the hostile one. I'm I'm actually pretty calm. You know me. I'm I'm actually around the station when I'm around. Right. But uh, no, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty calm person generally. Right. Is she mad at you though? I'm looking for some dirt here, man. Something to spice this up. Uh, She's um yeah she's got some serious baggage let's just say that she's uh, <laughs> got some serious baggage. I, I know it sounds terrible the man blaming a woman I'm sure there's going to be some some internet chat what's your weakness what did you I'm what, generally come on, cool. come on. what did you do wrong come on what did you do wrong as my mother said you're too kind to her you are and and, and uh, yeah I know you get what, yelled at when you if you get yelled at when you wash the dishes you know you're in trouble correct. Right. Did you get yelled at all the time? Did she just For yell at dishes, you? Yeah. yeah. And you just had yeah. enough one day. You said that's it. Well, well, we, we won't we won't talk about the physical. <laughs> Did she beat on you? Yes, actually, physically. Yeah, it's true. Man. And she hurt you? Oh well, you no, know, not terribly, but yeah, well, it was painful psychologically. And but you never swung back once, did you? You didn't do no, it. No, no, I ran away. Ran away. Did ran you, down the stairs. Did you ball? Did you ball a fist? No, never, never, never. Right, right. I haven't, had a, I haven't thrown a punch. I'm 57. I don't think I've thrown a punch since I was 14. Is there any hope at all for reconciliation? Yeah, because she needs money and I have money. Do you still love her? <laughs> I do in her own. I just bought her a jacket, which I shouldn't have. But yeah, because I do love her. I do care about her. She's say it. Say it do. over the radio. What would you say to her to bring her back? And, and make it short and get right to the point, Morphe. No. Come on, give us some love here. No, we I need wouldn't love, go back. Man. I'm afraid of her. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back. I'm afraid of her. I would say, I still love you, and let's try to be peaceable. What would you say to the glisteners? Because I got to go, as Yanni said. I know, I know. Pixie dust for everyone. I can't scream on demand, but say, pixie dust for everyone. I'm sending that pixie down to Spain right now for every bustard out in the field. You ever see those bustards out in the fields? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's people all around. I actually help them. As long as they don't play recorded music behind them, I help them. <laughs> Not bastards. Busters, man. Look at that. B-U-S-T. They're rare. You only have them in Spain. Yes, they're all over the place. Morphe, I gotta go. Stay on the line, Morphe. We're gonna hook you up with that American bumper sticker to put on that Pegaso rare car you got over there. WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM. And we're online. Busters at WFMU.org. The Wake and Bake Animal of the Week is the Yangtze River Dolphin, or Baiji. The Yangtze River dolphin, or Baiji, is a functionally extinct species of freshwater dolphin, which was found only in the Yangtze River in China. It was called the goddess of the Yangtze.
The Baiji was regarded as the goddess of protection by Chinese fishermen and boat pilots for thousands of years. As China industrialized, Baiji populations declined rapidly. The Baiji or Yangtze River Dolphin migrated from the Pacific Ocean to the Yangtze over 20 million years ago. A 3rd century BC dictionary indicates there were 5,000 Baiji living in the Yangtze at that time. By the 1980s, only 400 remained. The last study of the Baiji in 1997 found only 13 of them. The Chinese government approved conservation plans for the Baiji in 2001. They tried to save the species, but an expedition in 2006 did not reveal any living specimens. The last known living Baiji was Kiki, who died in 2002. Now the Baiji is listed as an endangered species by the U.S. government under the Endangered Species Act. It is thought to be extinct. Extinct. Some claim to have seen a Baiji in August of 2004, again in 2007. News outlets noted a recent sighting of what was thought to be a Baiji in 2016. The presence of only one or a few animals, particularly of advanced age, is not enough to save a functionally extinct species from true extinction. True extinction. True extinction. True extinction. True extinction. The World Wildlife Fund is calling on China to preserve any remaining Baiji habitat in case the species could be found and could be rehabilitated. We love the Baiji at Wake and Bacon. We know you do too. That's when I turned to Esther yes. and said, oh, what if we just made up an animal? Uh, no. no, that would never uh, do. But I say rather some, some charming... No. 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 Any presumed cuddliness must be discounted, uh, discounted. in the face of the uh, fundamental lie that it would be. Uh, but Lord Fudley, yes. surely... No. Shouldn't we present some type of magicality to the people? No. 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 There's no productivity in magicality. But certainly, Lord Fudley, you must take into consideration the spiritual, inspirational needs of the people. Monetary compensation. Doesn't that ought to be inspiration enough? Lord Fudley, I ask you to imagine just for a moment the soft forehead no. of our imaginary animal covered with golden furs. Oh, though those golden furs might be lovely and <laughs> nice to golden pet. furs, yes. Perhaps the animal would be good company or oh, yes, yes. some type of functional workhorse yes. animal. Yes, 
handy with the plows yeah. they used to <laughs> Yeah, out there in the field with those golden furs. And the churning. And the churning <laughs> pool, the turning of the soil. <laughs> oh, no. Quit your simpering. But, but my simpering, I dare say, comes from the sadness I feel, the wellspring of sadness in my bosom tampered down. Must I? That sadness, that wellspring. Tampering. Summon within you the grit and glory, <laughs> victory and war. But, but I... I am a poet, Lord Fudley. A poet, yes. Yes. Uh, compose me a poem. Uh, right here, now. Immediately, show your worth. Artificial horse with golden furs, whinny and canter on pasture supreme. Hooves turn asunder the soul with great wonder, the blackness of it in the depth of its richness. Dear Lord, shine down pearls of great worth that we might cash them in for dreams and prosper as we dream of doing here on earth, asunder, wonder, blunder, always onward, still at heart, with down and defeated, sometimes yielding, but always striving to lift and locate Lift and locate something, just some damn thing. You guys are so psyched about Marathon, aren't you? I, I, I can scarcely uh, remain in my seat. I'm so excited. Oh, it all starts this weekend on FMU. Make plans to hang out with us. Pledge if you can. We're counting on you, Glenn. Oh, I'm not worried about it. You guys will come through. It's 25 minutes in front of eight. Let's check that way, Bam Nation. I posed the question. Uh, what song is it that reminds you of that first boyfriend or girlfriend? And I thought, oh, I'm going to have trouble getting calls. You just flooded that way, Bam. Of course, you can call that sucker anytime. 201-701-1695 if you just got to get a message to me. Way Bam Nation. Good morning, Clay. This is Randy from Clarkston, Michigan. The song that reminds me of my first girlfriend is Pinky by Elton John from his Caribou album. We discovered groups like Elton John, Queen, the Eagles, and the Bee Gees together growing up in Toronto in the mid-70s. Wake and bake, baby. I don't want to wake you, but I'd like to tell you that I love you. Hey, Clay, this is Annie calling from Marlboro, the very edge of your listening area. And I always think of my first boyfriend when I hear, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. From the Hey Clay, my first makeout song is Magic Man by Heart. Because she said I had the magic hand. That was a long time ago. Hi, Clay, this is Rachel in Brooklyn, and one of many songs that reminds me of Josh, my husband, and my first boyfriend, is Flowers of Guatemala by R.E.M. Um, we had just become friends in 10th grade, and I was waiting outside in the parking lot to be picked up by like my brother or something, 
and Josh came running out and he had printed the lyrics out from the school computer and he gave them to me. Uh, yeah, my first girlfriend was in high school, and I remember our song was Stroke by Billy Squire. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> All right, rock and roll, man. Hey, Clay, this is Linda Rama from the Jersey City Heights. The song that reminds me of my first boyfriend is Zebra's Tell Me What You Want. I love Wake and Bake. Hey Clay, this is Alex up in Peekskill, New York. Every time I hear the the's uncertain smile, boy, does it take me back to my first girlfriend. Hey Clay and everybody, this is Mistress T. A long, long time ago when I was in eighth grade, my boyfriend who was like a guitar prodigy serenaded me with a love song by Tesla in the middle of the gymnasium on Valentine's Day. Hey, Clay Pigeon, this is Rock Tavern, Rockin' Richie here. How about More Than a Feeling by Boston? It was in the back of my pickup truck, losing my virginity. Wonderful time. Hi, Clay. This is Leslie from Montclair. And the song that reminds me of my first love, Dave, is Candy by Iggy Pop and Kate Pearson. Thanks. Have a great day. It's a rainy afternoon, 1990. In a big city. Jesus, it's been 20 years. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, oh, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.